You're listening to a previously recorded episode of The Nooner Show with Jackie and Denise. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ, rearranger. You feel my danger. This time I'm a bitch. Can't so last for all your excuses. Keep coming faster. But your mouth cannot want my plaster. This time a bitch gets the last word. This time a bitch gets the last word. Don't try to lie, Nooner time. Welcome to the Nooner Show with Jay Dubs and Denise Brennan Nelson. We are broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios, high above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. You can find us at DetroitPodcast.com. What time is it? It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Listening to the Nooner Show out of Royal Oak, Michigan. Welcome. Thank you. Happy Hump Day. <laughs> uh, that, you know who that is. That's John Paul Wallace, yes. our guest today. Oh, I want an accent so bad. <laughs> Me too. Well, you did pretty good there. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Where is that accent from, by the way? <laughs> I call it closest to French. I don't really know. <laughs> well, you do a pretty good uh, British yeah. accent. Yeah. When those di- when the uh, the dime people were here, that was like. The most, the most entertaining thing, just listening to their accents. Say, you say like, you, would you like a cup of tea in a British accent? Would you like a cup of tea? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love it. You I are Italian, it. though. You know that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very Italian. Absolutely. So, oh, yeah. well, hi. Yeah, hi. Wednesday? Is it Wednesday already? It is Wednesday. Happy right. hump day. Well, I am thrilled to be here. And Where I'm thrilled been, Denise? to have John Paul Wallace. We're going to bring him in the loop. Oh, unofficially yeah. right now because I want to talk to uh, him about a couple of things and then we'll really introduce him and do right. the, the formal and what's the wish and all that good stuff yeah, that, we, that we have down the road. Um, and I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, John Paul, um, Denise is going to carry most of the load today with the interview because I really didn't spend a lot of time researching you. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I was instead doing your laundry. Yeah, you're busy. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> busy woman. Yeah. yeah. Kidding. Yeah. So you're going to dump this on I'm me. I'm kidding. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm so excited. So, yeah. okay, well, what's new and exciting? Anything? Um, no, not really. Wrapping up summer, Denise. I know. What's the date today? Um, the 20, 24th. 24th. Yeah, 24th. Ooh, countdown. Now, will it be I weird, know. John Paul, not going back to school? Not going back to high school yeah. this year? Yeah, no, it's it was really weird. I went to uh, one of my friends, a couple of my friends are on the soccer team, and I, I pulled into the school parking lot, and it just felt so weird to pull in there. Like, <laughs> you <laughs> find a parking mind. spot. Yeah. It's like a different life almost once you're out of oh, it. Oh, yeah, it really Even is. as a parent. Oh, I know. I mean, for, for me, I was going to ask you, because you went through this last year with Rachel, but for me, it was like... Oh, my God, like the pressure's off. You don't have to get up making breakfast every morning at 6. And well, he's spoiled. He still gets that. Oh, but, yes. 
Yes. I was joking, but okay. Oh, no? <laughs> I, no. I, I used to get up and make Rachel breakfast, but that's only yeah. because I don't make her dinner. <laughs> no, just the whole pressure of that schedule and right. demands. and it, It's just, I don't have to worry about it. You're on your own, bud. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he probably likes it. You know, what? one thing I found interesting about once my kids were out of, of high school or, you know, is that the summer uh, changes. Usually it, it started for me when school ended, which is in June typically, and then it right. went oh, after Labor Day for Michigan Michiganians. Um, but Rachel gets home from college at the beginning of May, so summer started early. So this so summer has actually seemed longer yeah. than most summers. Yeah. Which is, I like that part of it. Well, I oh, could yeah. just see you with the calendar. What school's done? <laughs> My first official day of summer. You changed it for everybody. School's yeah. There you go. Let's <laughs> hope Calico Cooper isn't listening to that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she is. What are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. Well, okay, so I did see something really funny I wanted to talk about. Um, there was a birthday party for a 105-year-old woman. Um, she's Where? in a home. You know, I don't know. I saw Is it on YouTube. A, oh, okay. And um, she requested, she wanted for her 105th birthday, she wanted a burly, good-looking firefighter to deliver <laughs> her birthday cake. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. And the, and the home that she was at, I say home, I don't know, you know, the yeah. care facility, yeah. um, granted it. They had the she was on the third floor. I think it was in another country, but they had the firefighter climb up the outside of the oh my gosh <laughs> of the building, and he climbed in. He was in full gear, you oh, know, had his coat, his funny. boots, and when he got up there, he got over the balcony, and they handed him a cake, and they lit the candles, and he oh, walked wow. over and sang her happy birthday. How that's cool. awesome! That is, I know that's funny. So I, I have a couple questions for you. What do you want to do on your hundred and fifth birthday? I hope I'm undergrown. I mean, seriously, I do not. I better not be alive at Your son is here. Well, he knows. Oh. Okay, yeah. I have a question what, what for you, you, John. No, what about you? Well, I want to ask John Paul, what kind of care facility w- will you put your mom in? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a really nice one. When she's more. 60. I sing at it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I sing it that way. She gets some entertainment, too. Be and careful, nice. John Paul. You do? <laughs> you sing careful. at a care facility in... Yeah, with my uh, with my piano teacher Becky Shafka, she she hooked it up for me. We, I used to sing at the uh, old folks' home, right? And it's like two minutes from my house. Yeah, oh, it's really cool. Don't call them old folks, though. Okay. <laughs> senior citizens, right? It's senior citizens. That's so yeah. nice. Oh, you need to keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, I, for I, sure. No, it's a lot of fun, and I mean, I get mixed reactions from them. You know, some are, some think it's too loud, and the other ones are singing along. <laughs> some of them can't hear a word. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like it's usually like when I start off, they're kind of like annoyed, and then once I start Beatles, it's like the whole room just changes. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's I that's you know cool. I think that's important to do that kind of stuff right. like take pets and young people and energy and songs music that's wonderful right. dancing right oh you need so to what do you want it. for your birthday when you're 105 well I, I'm sort of with you unless I'm extremely healthy at that age I don't you know I don't really want to be the last of my family or the last of my friends <laughs> or you know yeah at everybody's funeral R- oh gosh, you know what yeah. I mean I I'd, I'd yeah. rather go somewhere in the middle right go to a few and then. Then join them. And then join them. Join the other side. There you go. What side do you think that will be for you? Oh, I have no doubt what side that will be. (laughs) (laughs) We won't go into that discussion now, will we? No, I won't tell you what side I think it will be, but I know what side it will be. So what about the Olympics? We have to talk about the Olympics. I know we like to stay on the sunny side of the street. So 
Um, all in all, did you watch the Olympics, John Paul? Yeah, I tried to watch as much of it as I can. There's, like, I never really paid attention as much as I did this year, but there's so many cool Olympic sports. I didn't even know sports. Like water polo. Yeah. I've never watched water polo, but that's one of the most intense sports I've ever watched. It's so cool. And yeah. the water's over their head. I know. <laughs> I, like That's the whole thing is like, I can't even swim, let alone throw a ball into a net while I'm swimming. Like it's nuts what they do. I know. They're treading water with their feet in one hand and then they're throwing the ball with the other. I agree. It's ridiculous. It yeah. is crazy. What other sport did you enjoy watching? Um... I watched actually beach volleyball. I didn't know it was an Olympic sport. I thought it was just regular volleyball, but two on two beach volleyball is actually like the kind of like they all they dive for everything. They're always covered in sand and like 110% the whole time. Like it's crazy watching them. So, for example, like beach volleyball, but that's not a sport that you see. Like there aren't teams that compete. In the summer, oh, are yes. there? Oh, oh yes. like we well, have, yeah. Oh, that's we another have a, thing. That's a team another... that competes in the summer for that. That's another thing I learned too. Is that like all these Olympic sports? There are official leagues for it that oh, I didn't are. even know about. Mm. Like I really didn't know. Like, like there's like every sport. There's someone like diving. There's like someone won the 2015 World Championship. I'm like, I never even knew there was a wow. World Championship. And there's like, I guess they're every year for all these sports. Like it's nuts. Yeah, they wow. don't just show up. Like every oh, four well, years, I didn't because that's know, what I thought I, too. I mean, you don't hear about those sports, no, yeah, not no, so not much, right? Hmm. But they're you know they're sort yeah. of off in their in their world, if yeah. you will. Um, I mean, it's like the gymnast; they're competing. Well, but that's different, though. But, I mean, you right? They you know, do. they offer gymnastics in schools and everything else, but with like beach volleyball, I've never heard of that. Yeah, no, but it's it's really cool. Two like, people on each side. I know, and they're nonstop just running back and forth, and oh, it, it is just really cool to watch. I don't understand why they wear those little itty bitty things, though. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> it's like what? What? I mean, why don't they? Even in high school, I never understood why they had all the uh, the girls with those tiny little shorts on. I don't get it. I mean, it doesn't slow them down to wear a little bit more. I know clothing. that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like, um, even like the. Uh, the di- I think it was diving. Like they all had like skimpy little. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get like when you're racing or you want something really form fitting so it doesn't yeah. slow you down and all of that. And and even when you're diving, but oh well. I mean, some things. Were you just watching it? Will never change. Did you watch them? I did. In oh. and out, I watched mm-hmm. different things, and um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I love you know I love sports. Yeah. And, and competing. Yep. I didn't watch it every single night or or right. catch up on it, but um, but. We, I can't let this segment go without just bringing up the 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 dude that <laughs> Ryan Ryan Lock, Lock, is he is it Lochte? I you think say it's it? Ryan Lochte. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh, I know. Stay on the sunny side of the street. But it's what? hard. <laughs> How do you want to stay on the sunny side of the street with that topic? Well, what do you think, John Paul? I don't know. I, I mean. I remember I always watch ESPN First Take. It's like one of my favorite shows on ESPN. You know, it's a debate show. And one of the old, I don't, he's he's not on it anymore. But Skip Bayless, which I always I always watch him and Stephen A. Smith, and he said one time, nothing good ever happens in a bar after like midnight or something. Oh. And that like like with you know professional athletes are always getting in trouble oh, at bars late at night, and like he always that's what he like always says nonstop, and that that's what this reminded me of the first time I heard it. Like, oh wow! With, at, with professional athletes like. And we'll really, like, professional anything, the spotlight's on you. Like, right. there's nothing good that's going to come out of that. After midnight. So, like Cinderella, you got to be back in before. Exactly. I yeah. think a lot of people thought, me, myself included, when I first heard it, that, okay, you know, he's 20-something. And then you hear he's 32, and it's like, oh, I know. wow, dude. 
Time yeah. to grow up. I thought I, I once read like at thirty one is when a male's brain is fully developed. Thirty <laughs> one. Apparently, that sucks for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Jean> Paul. <laughs> you, you've got a ways to go, but apparently yeah. he should be fully developed, and here he is going and yeah, you know, tearing down and misrepresenting. It, it just made me feel bad for for all of his teammates. Yeah, and, eh, you know. Oh, and his poor mom. And, it, you know, it I just think. goes to show, like, in a, not in a second, in a night, yeah. okay, your whole life can change. Oh, right. Yeah. He, he's lost all those endorsements. Right. I mean, Speedo, right. you know, right. bailed on him yesterday, I think it was. Right. And, but, it, but it wasn't an accident. I mean, his life changed because he, of the events that he, what right. he did. The, I mean, he changed choices. his life, you know, yeah. the, the choices. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I don't have sympathy. But they, it's sad, but, you know, he is 32. Do you think they should kick him off the team for good and never allow him back, you know, competing? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's to me, it's always about recovery. Like, how is he going to recover from this? And, you know, everybody makes mistakes. But to me, that's different than just a, a mistake that a, a young kid would make. You know, that's a choice at 32 years old. You know what you're doing. You know what? What's right and what's wrong. So, right. and the Olympics are a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah representing I mean, representing your country. And- yeah, exactly, representing your country. It, you know, it's just um, I I don't know. It, it's a tough one. But okay, what about Clarissa Shields from Flint, second gold medal, right? In what boxing? Boxing. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't even mm-hmm. hear about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. And if you read her story, I mean, what a great representation she is to our country. I oh, mean, and that's true. So many of them are. Oh, and yeah. Were, and, yes. Well, and, and if you read her her whole life story, I mean, she has struggled. It's been a rough life. And the first time that she won the gold medal, which was in 2012, um, there were no endorsements because they perceived her. This is really interesting, that she was too strong. Oh. And and I thought to that myself, with everything she's gone through, I mean, she's, you know, a picture of hope for a lot of people. Interesting. And so, yeah, so there are but there some a, good things. Yeah, go ahead, John Paul. There was a one girl from, uh, I'm pretty sure she's just from Detroit, who's, uh, she's the captain of the USA uh, rowing, rowing team, and they mm-hmm. like creamed whoever was in second place with the gold medal, and she's from Detroit, and they showed like the whole like a whole bar full of people watching it and like like all of her friends and family yeah. and stuff and they're all freaking out when they won. Oh, that's super cool. cool. I know. Can you imagine training for the Olympics though? No, you have to be a extremely committed. Oh, um, you can't have another life. I mean, I I just you you can't have anything else. Yeah, I was watching um one of the track events. It was the ten thousand meter run, and the one of the top I, th- I believe is from Britain. He's been one of the top people like his whole career, and he said he runs something like a hundred something miles a day, like a couple days, like a few days out of the week, like something ridiculous. Wow, <laughs> Denise, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm tired just thinking about it. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it is nuts. the the you know like their bodies and the determination. Well, I think it's the mental, the the mind. Yeah. You were talking about that about yeah, mental that, toughness. That mental toughness. And I think we can tie that into our guest today too because Absolutely. You know, I think I think mental toughness is w- what makes the difference between anybody pursuing a goal, people who make it and people who don't. Yeah, yeah good so, point. So with that, let's 
go to our favorite segment. You know what? We need to get rid of this bell. Why? This bell works oh, is that the busted one? <laughs> the busted one's Where's down the beer here. bell? There, there you go. go. There's the oh, yeah. God. Okay. ring for a beer. Well, it's what's the wish, what's the way, and what's in the way. This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Okay, Jackie, so what do you get when you combine an eight-year-old Elvis impersonator with an American Idol audition, add a record deal with Zen Bulldog in New York, throw in a performance at your high school graduation that goes viral with over 10 million views, mix that with a soulful voice and a gregarious personality? You get our guest, John Paul Wallace. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So we, John Paul or JP, what do you like better? Honestly, like my whole life it's been both. So okay. I, I've never really had a preference. What does your mom call you when she's mad at you? John Paul. <laughs> What's your no middle hesitation. name? Augustine. Oh, does she say John Paul Augustine? No, no. 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 That takes Austin too long. Yeah. When I'm mad, I want to get right to the point. Yeah. I don't wanna... I'm surprised you don't say, JP, get over here. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So do you still do Elvis? I haven't in a while, but I, I used to. I, I remember it was my old babysitter. She had a Elvis costume, and I, I borrowed it for the for the school talent show in third grade. Yeah, and I was Elvis like three years in a row for Halloween, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your mom didn't make you a new costume every day. No. Every, every, every day. No, I like the Elvis. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did too. Me. I was like, oh, sweet Elvis again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you like sing? You did you go out and sing a whole Elvis song? Yeah, it's Jailhouse oh, yeah. Rock. Oh, the song my. I sang. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I did the little, oh, yeah. the hair flip, you know. <laughs> yeah, you were really into it. You should have won. That's bullshit. <laughs> still <laughs> mad about it. Yeah, we're still mad. <laughs> well, you could have just told us you did win. I, I wouldn't have known No, different. he didn't even place. No, I didn't get first, second, or third. One of the setbacks in your career. That yeah, really was, was the beginning. That was, that, was a, that was a tough road. It you was. know what, though? You yeah. know, setbacks become comebacks. That's right. Which, right. you did have a, a bit of a comeback. You auditioned for American Idol. Yeah. Let's hear about it. Uh, well, it wasn't this past summer. It was a, um, well, it be two summers ago now that this so you were over. So you were young. Yeah. It was after my sophomore year in high school. Okay. And uh, um, my mom and I drove down to Nashville, which I had never been to Nashville. So that was like awesome by itself. And we went to auditions and there was just lines on lines on lines of people. And it, we honestly just had so much fun. We did. Like whether I made it or not, we just had a blast. And yeah. really, like I wasn't walking in expecting to make it even right. past the first round like at all. Cause just because there's so many people and I had never auditioned for anything like that ever. So, I mean, we just had a ton of fun. Like we met a lot of people and just had like we were singing in the stands and like while we're waiting. And we were one of the last sections to go too, So it was a yeah. long wait. Yeah. And so we were just chilling and talking to people. We, we had a fun. lot of fun. It was a lot of I fun. I mean, that was the most memorable part of it. And then um, we were in kind of like a stadium, like almost like like Ford Field, like a football stadium. And all the tables were on the on the bottom, you know. And uh, and so you would go once they called your section of the stadium, you'd go down and stand in line with and you'd be in a line of four. And then um, your line of four would stand in front of the judges, which there was like eight tables. So you'd stand in front of your table and then one would step up and sing a little part and step back. The next one would step up and sing a little part and step back and until all four of you went. And then they'd say, OK, now you, you and you come here. And then they called the other three people, but wasn't me. And so I was like paying attention the whole time I was in line, you know, like seeing what was going on. And it seemed like there was like there was seven tables and then the eighth table was where you go to sing again if they're not sure. And so it seemed like if anyone got left behind, they either made it or they were going to the other table, which I was okay with either one. And uh, 
And so they called the other three people. So like immediately I was kind of like, all right, like don't freak out yet because you didn't make it yet, you know. But I kind of like I kind of thought I might make it. And uh, <laughs> and then they called me up and they said I sing a Beatle. I sing Can't Buy Me Love by the Beatles. Oh, wow. And they're like, you might want to like work on a more current song. You know, we don't really want to hear old songs, but we were like your voice and your look so you can go on. So the second round is two days later and I, I learned a new song, um, which is Too Close by Alex Kerr. And uh, in two days, you learned a new song. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew this. I, like, I didn't know how to sing it, but I've heard the song before, you know, so I just learned the words and stuff. And uh, yeah, two days later, we went to round two and uh, and got cut that round. There's a lot of people that day, though. <laughs> so. Another setback, John Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. Well, yeah, it was great. And that's the part I like. Is that you so had a lot fun. of fun regardless. We did. We had a blast. And that, it was actually, I didn't want to go because, first of all, I don't like driving. And two, I didn't think he was ready to do something like this. So I tried to talk him out of it, and he absolutely wanted to go. So we drove down, and it was the first time that him and I just had a mother-son bonding, you know, weekend. And And it turned out, yeah, it was was a lot of fun. Oh, that's so cool. So after when they, like, between that, you know, the two days when you found out that you went to the next round, what, what were you thinking? Well, me and my mom were like, yeah, you know, we're freaking out. And we actually had to, I didn't know... Like before I auditioned, I didn't know. I thought you had to come back for round two. I didn't realize it was two days. So we actually had to like extend our stay and book another night at the hotel. And she had to call <laughs> yeah. in for work and like stuff yeah. like that. So we were just like, oh, darn, you know, we got to stay another two days <laughs> in Nashville. Yeah. Who were the judges then? It wasn't. Well, when you in first round, you don't meet the celebrity judges. Okay. But I believe it was. It was the same ha- judges. Harry. Mm, yeah, Harry. Was it J-Lo? Yeah, J-Lo. And Keith Urban? Yeah. Was oh, it the wow. same three? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because remember you you absolutely wanted to meet J Lo. Like, yeah, you didn't care. Remember. Yeah, so setback. I'd hardly call that a setback. But what a great experience! That's <laughs> yeah, what it was I just find. so much fun. Honestly, it was fun. what did you learn from that experience? So what'd you take away um, from that? I don't know. Like, I think that kind of helped. Like, that's the first time I'd really done like an important performance, you know. And so it kind of it really helped like take away nerves with other performances, you know. Like, I, I'm more a lot more confident when I do other performances. I don't get so nervous anymore. Okay. So then, not very long after that, you got invited to New York City. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, Zen Bulldog Entertainment. It's uh, entertainment attorney Tommy Valentino and a songwriter from, singer-songwriter from uh, Michigan, Frankie Jason Turner. It's a partnership. Right. And it's not a record label, though. It's just yeah, for it's the like record. A, it's an, like an artist development, right? Yeah, almost. Yeah, like they're taking, like, they get us a record deal. Like, he has connections in order to help us get, they like help us, you know, get good songs out and stuff like that and get us a record deal, essentially. So did they hear about you through American Idol? Well, they, um, they were working with my sister Rocky first. Okay. Like, and then I actually opened up a show, like just like a warm up 20 minute four song set, um, that Rocky was playing at and Frankie, Jason Turner, the songwriter went to see Rocky and then he saw me there, too, and he was like, okay, like, she's got this brother, too. You know, this could be something, you know, because they were already looking at her, like, really strongly. So Frankie is really, like, the one that, you know. Yeah, Frankie's the one that saw me the first time. Oh, right. Okay. And, and he's uh, and he's a songwriter. Yeah. Okay. And a prof- musician. Yeah. He's, he's a phenomenal he's, oh, musician. I yeah, mean, he's, he's, all, he's all well-rounded. And, gosh, what else? I mean, he writes TV shows. He does yeah, a lot of stuff. He's a really, like, creative creative genius yeah like he's super so he super liked talented. what he saw and, and heard yeah and, and and so you get invited to new york yeah We're- so he he told me he uh he, he always told me that that day when he, like i started the first song which was love me again by john newman 
I sang that song and he texted Tommy and said, wait a minute, she's got a brother too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wow. Told her. So, that could uh, be a song. Wait a minute, she's got a brother too. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a weird song. That would be an interesting <laughs> song. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, you nice, know, Denise. You, know, you never know. So you 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 get invited to New York again. Are you thinking? Yeah, I pinch mean, me. It was kind of just like, I mean, when we first, it wasn't really as if like we're going to New York to get a deal. It was just like we're just going to go meet this guy, feel it out, and see. Which we went to meet with Tommy Valentino because Frankie lived in Michigan. Um, so it was kind of just like a meet and greet, kind of like we weren't really expecting anything to come out of it, except for. You know, like a, a trip, trip to New, New York. York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, which we were super like I'd never been there either. So music's really taken me more than like anywhere else has. Like I'm that's that's the best part. But um no, so we weren't expecting anything and, and to be honest, I, I didn't really like I was so confused. Like him and my mom were like talking back and forth and I was so confused on what they were all talking about and we, all he kept thinking about was food. I was oh, ready to you're going smack to get him. Italian food after. I know. So the minute the minute he was told that he was going to an Italian restaurant, his whole <laughs> mind shifted. Aren't you kind of used to being confused when your mom talks? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Denise. Yeah. I had to throw is that, that what your there. problem is? <laughs> I had to throw that. You're in confused there. when I talk. All so so you're in New York for the very first time. Yeah. Your mom's talking to an. Uh, prominent entertainment attorney yeah it was kind of surreal like i was just happy to be there you know what i mean i wasn't really expecting anything to come out of it like it's, i mean other than being able to say i met with this guy you know <laughs> and uh and so we we went out to dinner with them after the meeting and we left and i said so what 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 are you guys thinking what just happened and her and rocky both looked at me and were just like are you, are you serious and i was like yeah what, like what just happened like he just said he wanted to sign both of us. I was like, he did? When did he say that? <laughs> when you were daydreaming was, about your pasta. Was I eating or <laughs> sleeping? Or Wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, but it was just, you know what? In, in all fairness, you were 15. Yeah. I so mean, right. you got to keep that in mind, right. too. I mean, he, you know. Right. It's not like your own span. kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no. then we walked to uh, Times Square. That's, That's why I wanted to ask you. So you're in New York. Did you, you know, make your mom take you to the Empire State Building or Times Square? Um, Where'd you go? The one place I really wanted to go and she wanted to go to um, was the 9-11 Memorial. Because oh, okay. I'd seen like so many documentaries about it and like seen so many pictures and stuff about it. And I just always want it's gorgeous. Really? I don't know if you, have you ever been there? I haven't. It's I've been it, in New York, but not since the, the oh, okay. memorial. So. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's just absolutely breathtaking. And then we went to the museum and did like a little, you know, we walked through everything and they had these, I'll never forget, they had the phone, like a phone you could pick up and you heard the voice of the, one of the hijackers over the intercom, like what he, like the actual oh, yeah, recording. The, the record, it's, it like, it like chills down your uh, spine. Like it was just. Wow. Rebecca nuts. and Rachel are going to New York Labor Day weekend. So I'll have to make sure and tell they them to, to put go. that on their list. Yeah. yeah. So what else did you do in New York? Um, well, we went to Times Square and, uh. We're getting these caricatures drawn, you know, and uh, by one of the guys on the street. And my my mom and Rocky saw something, you know, something cute in the store, or whatever. So they're like, <laughs> "Okay, um, you, I'll be right over there. I'm just gonna run across the street, get it, and come back." I said, "Okay." So um, they ran across the street, and one uh, one of the things on my bucket list has always been I want to sing on the street in like a busy area, you know, because obviously like I can't do that in Lapeer. It's just not gonna fly. <laughs> and uh, um, and that was always on my bucket list. So. They went, they left. So I went into like one of the little stores and got a cup, like a coffee cup. And we, uh, after they came back, we finished up with the caricatures and my mom like answered a call from my dad or something, you know, just talking to him about how everything went, you know. 
And so I just walked over into like where, you know, where everyone was walking and set the cup down and started singing. And she was like, oh yeah. my looking at me like, what are you, what are you doing? And I, I was singing. I made like three or four bucks. It was yeah. nice. <laughs> cup of coffee yeah. in New York, right? What'd you sing? Do you remember? I sang like a bunch of songs. I remember just uh, on your own. You just started singing in the middle of Times Square. I've always wanted to. I, I've always wanted to sing like on the street. That is always just so fun. I've always wanted to do a lot of things, but I haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten a couple bucks if I had been singing. But... Wow! So you, you checked that off your bucket list? Yeah. Good. Yeah. So we don't. We're, were you? Gonna, what were we you thinking? Well, I kept looking at him going, "What are you doing? Get over here! <laughs> I want to go." He said, "No, it's on my bucket list. I have to do this." Oh my! What was Rocky doing? Was she laughing? She, yeah, she's oh, laughing. Yeah. She started singing with me a little bit, and it was fun. I'm surprised she didn't make more than a couple bucks. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. So you now, what instruments do you play? Just piano. Okay, I was I was wondering if you had your guitar with you, but yeah, okay. No, I I tried that when I was when I was really little. It was like the first instrument I started to learn how to play, like when I first got into music, and it's just not not my thing. Maybe eventually I might pick it up, you know, once I. But I I really got master piano before I start. You know, going into other instruments, but guitars, I don't know. I just, it, like, piano just kind of comes naturally. Guitar just doesn't at all. Yeah. Well, I've, wa- I've seen you play the piano and you look like it's natural and just, thank you. You're comfortable with it. And, yeah. And who does? Oh, I wish I would have kept taking piano lessons. So, okay. So, what did you take away from that experience? I mean, what, what, what comes to mind when you think about that trip to New York City? Um, well, it was really my first, like, experience with, you know, like, like the big dogs, you know, like the yeah. guys who are really up there and know exactly what they're doing. And I've never like, you know, I've never really like Rocky's experienced a lot more than I have. She's met with a lot of different, you know, producers, but that was really my first encounter with like any sort of deal, you know? So, I mean, it was kind of like just surreal to be talking to somebody who's got this track record and like talking about me. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> again, just so a couple of pinch me experiences. Well, yeah. which leads me to another pinch me experience for you. Um, you graduated in mm-hmm. June and it was not a typical high school graduation, <laughs> at least for you. No. Okay. <laughs> Far from it. Okay. So you tell everybody what happened. Well, um, I've always really liked the song Seven Years by Lucas Graham. My friend Kane actually showed it to me for the first time. I remember we were in the car and he's like, you got to listen to the song. It's super cool. And he did. And I fell in love with the song. I listened to it all the time. And uh, I cover, you know, I cover songs on Twitter. That's really where I started, like, you know, like really where I started, like getting music out there. I just do little cover songs on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And I was like, hey, I really need to cover this song. And, and a lot of people also told me, I need, you need to cover this song. I was like, all right. So, um... I started listening to it and thinking about, you know, how I can change it to make it my own, you know, just because, I, you know, straight up covers, like they get old after a while, you know, like I, I tried to always do something different with them. And, uh, and I was thinking, and I was like, I need like some of these words, I don't know, they're going to fly. Cause it says one art once I was 20 years old, that's what the words are. And obviously I'm not 20 years old. So I thought I was trying to think of like what I could do to make it more about me. And at the same time, while I was listening to the song, trying to think about it, I was texting my friend Kane about graduation and like how, you know, it's going to be bittersweet and stuff. Like we had this whole conversation about it. <laughs> and um, and then it hit me. I was like, wait a minute, I could change these words and do them all about graduation. And, you know, like it goes perfectly because the song's so like step by step. And that's what I liked about the song in the first place. It's so like step by step about your life. So it's like a timeline. Yeah, it really is. And that's what, and that's what I, I loved about the song to begin with. 
Uh, so I started working on it that night. The night I had the idea, I started working on it, and I spent like three, four hours on it in a row. And <laughs> my mom and and Rocky weren't home. I don't even remember. You guys are like at the parlor or, or somewhere. And I was like, I called them. I was like, you guys are not going to believe this. I just had this great idea. Like, you have to come home now. And like, well, we're not going to come home now. Like, we're out. And I said, <laughs> Sorry, okay. JP, but we just can't drop everything. Yeah, I but. said, all right, well, when you come home, you yeah. come right downstairs because I have something to show you. And the first, and like, it was, it, I didn't have all the lyrics done when I showed it to him, but the first time I showed it to him, we all, I didn't even get through the whole no, thing. We're all just we're bawling sobbing. our eyes out in the basement. Yeah. And like it was it's just that kind of song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first time, like, like writing it, that was like, like performing it. I was never nervous about performing. I was nervous. I was going to start crying in the middle of it. You know, like that was like that was my biggest fear as far as performing it. Um. And so I had this idea, and then the next day, because I had the lyrics pretty much done, I made like a couple little changes, but I had the lyrics pretty much done the night I had it. Like I just I sat down and just they were just coming like flowing out of me, and. uh so the next day, I, I literally went around the whole school and I was like, hey, because the, we had this thing called the Senior Goodbye Assembly where they devote like a whole assembly to seniors, you know, and there's like a like, like seniors give their like a senior flag to the juniors and they're like officially seniors, you know, mm-hmm. and do it right before seniors leave. So I went to like every teacher I could think of that runs assemblies that I usually talk to. I'm like, are you in charge of the Senior Goodbye Assembly? No, go talk to this teacher. Okay, are you in charge of the Senior Goodbye Assembly? You know, I went to like four or five different teachers and finally got to Miss Fiddler, which is a teacher that's in charge of the student council. Um, or the class council who is in charge of the senior goodbye assembly. And I told her about the idea and, um, and she said this is so weird because we just had a meeting yesterday and we were trying to figure out what our class song was going to be and nobody had any ideas. Oh. So like they, they had to figure out what the class song was and it was the day before or the same day that I had the idea. So I brought the idea to her and I showed her some of the lyrics and she really liked it. So I, I sang it for the class council at their next meeting and they were all really supportive and they're all people in my grade that I know and they're all just really supportive and really liked it. So they let me make it the class song, which I wasn't even expecting. I just thought I was going to perform it at the assembly and then uh, played it at the, I did end up playing it at the assembly and that was like one of the, that was the most difficult performance I've ever done. Cause it was just like, like, I've never performed – first of all, when I perform in front of big big crowds, it's usually like upbeat songs, you know. I've never performed a slow song in front of a, a, like a huge crowd like that, which is which is a lot more difficult to perform a slow song. And I'm not kidding you. The, my mom can vouch. The entire school was dead silent, and it was just like – like I was like, where's all the noise at? Like <laughs> where did everybody go? And it was just like my heart was pounding the whole time and like my voice was shaking and I was just like freaking out did you cry I, I okay I was facing the senior class like the senior I've class I've seen the video all, but yeah. it's, you know it's hard to tell if you got teary eyed or whatever no but I was facing the whole senior class and you know I don't have anywhere to look except for directly in front of me and I, and the group of people right in front of me were bawling so it was like and like when I see cry you know it makes right. me want to so I was like, that was the hardest part was just keeping it together. And towards the end, I, I really got choked up, but I, I finished the song and it was just like, it was, that was the most surreal performance really. And you got a standing ovation. I'm yeah. Sure. At, the, at the school. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was something else. And it's then, an amazing video. I mean, the song itself, you know, the first song, seven years is yeah. amazing. And then you make it such a, you make such an emotional connection with how bittersweet it is to graduate mm-hmm. and the lyrics and all of that. So, so you get off the stage and then what happens? Um, well, everybody, I mean, 
everybody I talked to was like, you did so good. You know, I really well, like this are song. Are we talking about the assembly or commencement? This is just the assembly. No. We haven't got Graduate. to commencement yet. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, I was already at commencement. I'm yeah. sorry. No, we were not at commencement yet. That was just the assembly. So after like everybody, like I had a really positive response from it and, um, and they made it the class song, you know? So I talked to my principal, um, and he's been, he's been really supportive, like all throughout high school. Like he always let me sing the national anthem at the basketball games and, and stuff like that. So he's, is Mr. Zeman. He's always been super cool about all my music stuff. Um, so I asked him, I said, Hey, would it be okay with you if I sang this at commencement? You know, I'd, cause it's a class song and everything. And he said, I wouldn't have a problem with that. You might want to talk to like the music people, like the choir, because the choir sings at commencement and the band plays. Excuse me. So I went and asked the uh, the choir, my choir director, and I'm a, I was in choir, so I knew him relatively well. And he said, "Yeah, that's totally fine." Um, so I was trying to figure out like how I was going to do it, if I was going to use a track and or if I was going to play. And I ended up just using a track, and it was like the whole graduation. Like I could not hear anything they were saying. It was just like. Like, just, like, tapping my fingers, you know, like, rocking my feet. And I was just, like, bouncing all over the place, like, just waiting. I was like, come on, let's go. Like, let me go on stage. Like, just the most anxious I've ever felt in my life. And it's by far the biggest crowd I've ever sang in front of. How many people? 3,000? Yeah, it had to have been, like, three. It was about 3,000, yeah. I mean, it was the it was the, um, the arena at Oakland University, and it was filled up. So, I mean, it was, wow. it was the most, like, anticipation I've ever felt in my life to perform like that. And, um... So they finally, like, I knew when I was going up, and it was after this guy's speech, and I just, I could not understand, like, a word of his speech, just because I was all, like, in my own world, and, like, every time someone, like, people would clap, I'm like, all right, here we go, and then he'd keep going, I'm like, oh, God, like, like, it was a good speech, I just, like, I was just so, like, I was just so anxious, I was like, please get me up there, and then once I got up there, and the the music started, I just kind of, like, took a breath, and once I started, it was like, I've never felt anything like I felt at that performance. Like I didn't, I wasn't nervous once I started singing. Like I just felt like, I felt like I was giving a speech. Like I didn't feel like, like I was thinking more about the words than about singing. And I just felt like I was talking to to my class, like looking at everybody. I just felt like I was talking to them. And it was like the most like surreal feeling. I never felt like that before in my life. And then, you know, once I got done, whenever, like whenever I get done singing, there's always like a pause to me, like once I'm done and then when the applause starts and the pause to me feels like it's, you know, 30 seconds or a minute, but in reality it's like a second. And so like there was a pause and then like I just kind of looked around and then it just, you know, erupted and it was, it was just the most wow. insane feeling I've ever had. Did you know it was being videotaped? No. I had no idea. Did you know idea. the person that videotaped it? Well, he's a he's a um the father of one of my friends from school. Oh, okay. So, but I didn't know he was going to videotape it. It was uh Chris Carey, his his son's name is Tim Carey. So, how did that videotape get go viral? I mean, I I think there's like 10 million views or, or something like that. Yeah, across the board, yeah, over all the social media sites, it's it's close to that. How yeah. does that happen? Well, a friend well, a friend of my sister Olivia, her friend Chris Long, he knows somebody uh, from Mojo in the Morning, one of the interns, Joey Radio, and um, he found the video. He found Chris Carey's video on YouTube and submitted it to Joey and said, "Hey, you know this happened because Mojo in the Morning is kind of it's kind of local." So he said, "Hey, you know this happened kind of by you. Um, you know if you put it, you could put it up on Facebook." And uh, and he did and. Honestly, I was up in Mackinac City. I was on like on a little trip, and I, I didn't even know all this was going to happen. And then I just got a call like, hey, you know, your video got posted. I was like, oh, 
okay. And then I got a call from Mojo in the morning and I was talking to him and he's, and they didn't say anything about going on the air, like, you know, just asking about the video and stuff. And, um, and then the next morning, the day after they posted it, they called me at like seven thirty in the morning and, uh, and they, uh, and they started like, they're like, Hey, you know, in 15 minutes, 20 minutes, we're going to have you on the air. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so well, I was like, wake, wake up, up wake up, you know? <laughs> um, wow. and yeah. And then I was on the air for a little bit and talked to him about the, talked about the whole thing. And it was just, it was, it was insane. So we have to say thank you, Mrs. Fiddler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In all seriousness, right. it goes back to Mrs. Fiddler. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people along the way. We talk sure, all the yeah. time about connecting the dots. Right. And, but you know, the one thing in that story that that I keep hearing or that keeps going over my head is what you did to make that happen. Yeah, I mean, it was like there's a lot of definitely a lot of like persistence and like going back and forth. Like I was because especially at the assembly, like I had to. I mean. Even Miss Fiddler was saying, like, I don't like you just kept like you like she told me after the assembly, she's like, Does this mean you're not gonna like come visit me three times a day anymore? Or like <laughs> and I was like, Well, I guess I could still come see you. Like I got nothing else to do. Uh-huh. No, but um I mean I was always I was kinda of, like running around the school and it was after my AP exams and I had three AP classes, so essentially I wasn't doing anything for three hours of the day. So I would just be like, Hey, I'm gonna go do this and my teacher'd be like, Okay. So I was just kinda of, like running around the school for the first half of the day every day. And um and I would just like and I'd go talk to the principal and then go talk back to Miss Fiddler and then about like the other to like another teacher who Miss Linton who was in charge of the slideshow and then back to Miss Fiddler and then to the principal and it was just like nonstop like running around and yeah, it was kinda hectic, but well definitely worth it. You know what? Kudos to you for not giving up. You you obviously you. felt very strongly about it. Yeah. In order to, you know, keep pursuing that. But I mean, that's mm-hmm. why we love these segments, because that's right. what we hope other people get out of it. Right. If you have a dream, you have to you have to right. work yeah. at making right. it happen. Exactly. Now, I know we want to play one of your songs, but before we do, you write all your own songs. Or, or well, yeah, well, the first single I put out, The Misfits, was actually written by Frankie Jason Turner. OK. And um, he's, you know, one of the partners in the company I'm signed to. And he's always been like really adamant about me writing. So like, like no good songs are going to come from me. That has to be from like, you can't sing my songs because my songs are from me. Like I can write for you, but it's not going to be everything you think, you know, you have like, they have to be your words. And, um, so he's always been real adamant about me writing and I've always been kind of like hesitant. I wasn't really confident, you know? And then, so he, we put out the misfits and then with hot mess, which I believe is one you, you guys are, no, we're playing smile, but with hot mess, which we'll be playing later in the show. Um, he was like, all right, this is a, like, we're doing this together. Like, uh, you're going to send me ideas. I'm going to send you back ideas. And we actually started working on Hot Mess before this whole graduation thing happened. And we didn't really have a timetable to record it at all. You know, we were just kind of working on writing it. And then um, we were kind of, I was like, I was sending him, I probably sent him like 10 different verses and he sent me back like a bunch of different verses. And we were just kind of going back and forth for a while. Um, and then after this stuff happened, we like had a conference call with Frankie and Tommy and they're like, okay, like everyone's looking at you. Everyone's looking at you now. Like we have to do this now. So we got the, like basically the next flight out, like three days later to New York. And like, we got in at like, or the flight left at like six in the morning. We got in at, like out of the airport at like eight. And then that day we went in the studio and flew out the next morning. Like it was Something like an experience I've never had anything like that, like a real musician's experience. You, you know? didn't go to Times Square and sing with a cup. No, <laughs> not that time. I was I was in a BMG studio. Which... So you recorded a song. You flew there and recorded a song. Was it Hot Mess that you recorded? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so it was kind of like it was kind of crazy. And I mean, 
Frankie Frankie travels a lot because he lived in like he was from Detroit and then went to New York to live there for maybe two years, um, so he could be with Tommy and all these meetings and stuff like that because our partnership, you know. Uh, so he lived in New York, and but he travels back and forth a lot and will travel to other places all the time. And he's like, that's like, I, I do this all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's like, so like, if you, you know, if this starts taking off, you, you're going to have to get used to this. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I think I can. I'll have I to get I endorsed can. by five hour energy. Let's try that. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about smile because yes. that's the song we're going to play right now. So do you want to play it first? Well, Denise, okay. Tell everybody the title. I'm a little, um, I have a question about the title. It's okay. I won't leave you alone until you smile. Yeah. It's a long title. Yeah, it is a long title. <laughs> I want to know why the title and why so long. Um, well, what, I don't know if you remember when I came to the show. I don't remember what show it was from, but I, I might have been the Dime show. But I told you over spring break, I wrote like a bunch of songs. Like yes. I was just on a roll. I remember that. That was one of the songs, and that was the best, like the best one that I wrote over spring break. And um, and I never really like paid attention to that line in the song personally. Like I was, you know. I, like I, there's other lines in the song that I really like, like I came up with and I just really liked them. And, um, but when I sent it to Frankie, he said that line, I won't leave you alone until you smile is genius. Like that's the line, like that's what has to be called. That's just a genius line. And I never really thought about it. And I was like, I guess it is a pretty good line. Like I, like, I don't know, it just kind of came out and I never like looked back on it really. Like I never thought about what I was saying. It was just kind of there. But he just fell in love with it, and to- and then you know he sent it to Tommy, and Tommy's like, "Yeah, that's that's a great line. You have to use that line." So very they fell interesting. In love with the line. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I was thinking about the how long it was, and and that line, and the word that stood out the, that they couldn't leave out was alone. Like yeah. if you said, "I won't leave you until you smile," that means you could leave and never come back, right? Yeah. But if you say, "I won't leave you alone." alone. Yeah, it, there's so much more meaning to it. Yeah, right. it's just like I'm just gonna keep like I, I don't know, I'll keep poking your forehead or like you know, <laughs> you're gonna you, make sure that the like, person's okay yeah, before you leave. Like That's I'm not gonna what stop we bugging like you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like whether you whatever time of day you're leaving, I want to make sure you're, you're okay. okay. Yeah. There were a right. couple lines in it, and I I I know I'm a little biased, John Paul, but I really love this song. <laughs> Thanks. I, I was playing in my office, singing at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Rachel, my 19 year old, is like. What are you singing? I said, John Paul's, you know, son. But um, being happy, one of the lines that I love is being happy seems out of style. Yeah, that. see, that was the yeah. line that I just thought. Like, that. when I came up with that line, I was like, this is a line that's going to make the song. Like, it's this line. That was always my favorite that line of the song. That was actually one of my favorite I lines. I love it. Yeah. I wouldn't, I can see why they wouldn't want that to be the title. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and yeah. the other one, you know, in the beginning, you talk about the biggest obstacles always come back. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to, but you got to get back up and all that. Is is so this song you wrote all by yourself? Yeah, well, I I came up with the draft and then I sent it to Frankie, and Frankie he said I love everything about the song except for like this line, this line, this okay. line. Okay, so, so he, he sent it back and then I rewrote those lines like an editor. Yeah, so, it's yeah. essentially yeah. He yeah. just you know so it is a collaboration. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he I mean because he's been doing this you know for a long time. He's it's like really, your writing coach, wouldn't you say? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean yeah, he's yeah. really really good at what he does. So he you know he's. And I was telling him, like, it always seems like I'm like, you got to be honest, like, because I don't know. He, I think he's like kind of nervous because I'm younger. I feel like he always tries to be nice about it. And I'm like, you don't like you don't have to do that. I appreciate it. But, you know, like, I understand, you know. And so um, and so now he's been a little more like he's more um, like he really Tougher. tells me what he's think. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's what I like. Uh, but he um, he's like, I really like everything but the second verse, you know. So I rewrote the second verse. And I sent it back. He's like, that's that's much better, you know. 
And then on the car ride down there, um, I had this little portable keyboard that runs on batteries. And so we worked. There's just a couple little lines that we switched out on the way down there. But yeah, pretty much wow. he awesome. edited it, but it, most of it was. Uh, well, let's play it right now. Yeah, original. let's play it because this is. I love this song. So Thanks. I may sing along, but don't Yay. worry. I won't interrupt John Paul's singing. <laughs> just in the we'll studio. We'll just turn your mic off. <laughs> yeah, yep, I'll mute it. <laughs> It's tough and it plays with you rough and it'll push you down Every time you get back up, the biggest obstacles come to you at the worst times I know it seems like everything all at once But I won't leave your side until you have some fun And I'll do whatever it takes until you crack a smile No, I won't leave you alone until you smile. When your darkest days arrive, I'll be right there by your side. No, I won't leave you alone until you smile. When you get stressed out easy, I'll be here to ease you and I won't go away until I please you. I'll hear all of your problems till you fall asleep. Your nails and don't shatter your teeth Cause you know that I ain't never gonna leave Until a grin goes across your face That I know you will keep All okay. right. Wow. We're back. We kind of. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm smiling, so you yeah. can leave now. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> oh, that is a catchy song. Just I got can... a nice little text from yeah, I got a text Mr. From, Chris Long. Yeah, the man, Chris Long, who, the, uh, man. the one who submitted my video to Mojo. Oh, that. Oh, hi, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you met Chris. Yeah, I did he's meet at, Chris. Yeah, I'm, am I open? The house? celebrity. Yeah. Yes, he's, he's going to be on our show, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. The best be on our George show. Bush impression. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> you know, so funny. Truthfully, and again, those kinds of stories are so interesting because yeah. 
he took he took something and you know yeah. look what he did with that. So hey, thanks to you too, you and Mrs. Fiddler. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mrs. Yeah. Fiddler and Chris. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the you two Chris's, Chris Carey. For yeah, the video for recording. Yeah, he took an awesome video. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you wrote the the words. Yeah. And where did the music come from? Well, I I came up with the chords for it. So when I we went to Nashville to record this uh, with uh, a buddy who was who Frankie has connections with, and I came up with the chords for it. So when we went down to Nashville, it was just piano, um, but we wanted you know to change that, make it more upbeat. And so we worked with a guy called his name's Matt Drew, and he's ridiculously good at taking just like simple piano chords and making it a whole beat like ridiculously good at it and so we were in the studio and um we gave him the chords and we kind of all just like like he was like well, what do you guys want and we're like i mean you you do whatever you think is you know whatever you feels best and we kind of all just like sat back and watched what he was doing and like like holy crap like what's this the, he's just a he's just a genius at it and he is ridiculous how like how fast and how how great it turned out like i'm really really happy with every everything he did so you made a special trip down to nashville just to record that song well there's another one too there, it's called young and invincible but um i'm gonna i'm like i gotta keep something back here oh <laughs> not, young not, and not invincible oh yeah. so true young and invincible <laughs> um so what's next i mean you've had a lot going on you're still very very young <laughs> and but you've taken a lot of leaps of faith yeah. I mean, you keep taking them and don't stop taking them. For sure. So what's what's the next? What's what are you working on next? Um. Well, we just like we just got these two songs back like a week ago, two weeks ago. So um, we're kind of waiting. There's a lot of opportunities going on in New York with uh, with the company we're signed with, and we're waiting to hear back on a few things to figure out you know what path we're gonna take with these songs. You know. And, um, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to talk about it yet, you know, right. until it's set in stone, but, uh, there's just a lot of different opportunities and we're just not, we're not sure which path we're going to take until we hear back from a couple different people and okay. stuff like that. So, so you're going to keep writing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. How many songs a week do you write? Um, it's more like, like I, I usually come up with, like, I don't finish songs. I, I'll come <laughs> up with, I'll just come up with like an idea. Typical and, artist. Yeah. <laughs> like an idea and I'll get halfway through it and I'm just like, eh, maybe not, you know. Who do you play them to? Who's the first person you, you play the song if, for? If they make it past me, it goes to my, my mom's always the first one. And, and if it makes it past her. <laughs> What does that mean? Big old if there. Yeah. <laughs> your uh, toughest critic, I'm yeah. sure. And your biggest fan. Oh, yeah. yeah biggest yeah, fan. Yeah. yeah. No, if it makes it past her, then uh, I usually record it and send it to Frankie. Oh, you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, if you go through our text, it's just voice memo, voice memo, voice memo, lyrics, voice memo. <laughs> oh, wow. Interesting. So uh, this may seem like a strange question, but I have a lot of them. What's on your to-do list? Um, like, like not, you know, I know there's a bucket list and I think that's yeah. all grand, but I'm curious, like when you wake up in the morning, what do you think? Okay. Today I have to, um, I mean, it depends if I have a show coming up and I have a set list for that show, it's usually kind of focus on that. But I mean, before Nashville, it was just like my bucket list or not my bucket list. My to-do list is just finish these songs, like fo- like get these songs down packed. And we actually went to Nashville with three songs done and like a fourth one kind of halfway done because we weren't sure you know how fast everything was going to get done um so it was just kind of like make sure like go through these songs like line by line make sure every line's great and just like really make these songs as good as i can possibly make them before we go down there um and now after nashville once we got back i went up north on vacation and then i've been going home 
And, uh, and once I, once I came home, kind of just like taking a breather, sitting on these songs for a second and kind of get back into writing some more and, and focusing on that. What has surprised you the most about this business, music business? Um, just, I don't know. I guess how many people are involved with every, like everything Like he always, like the company in New York, like they get tons of people talking to them like, Oh, well, we can do this. So we can do that. Or we can do this, you know? And I get messages on Facebook and Twitter saying, well, you know, I specialize in this and I can help you with this. And there's just so many people that specialize in different things. That's a part of the whole picture, you know? So I guess I didn't realize that. And I just a couple more and then I promise we'll wrap this up. <laughs> You know, I think whenever you put yourself out there, you've got supporters and you've got critics and, you know, and everything in between. How will you stay authentic or true to yourself? Honestly, that's one of my biggest, like one of my biggest fears in like with singing is really like, I'm not super like nervous about not making it, you know, like I I can, I'm pretty confident that I I have a shot, you know, my biggest fear is that I'm going to like start screwing up, you know, once I get there, that's one of my like all time like I do always do my best to like stay where I'm at, you know? Um, I mean, I got my mom, so <laughs> and, uh, um, what does that mean? Jim? <laughs> She'll come whip him back into submission. Yeah. Yeah. Out of control. Head, buddy. Yeah, yeah no. no, for sure. Well, you do have to have a good support team and you, you have that. Oh, yeah. your mom, your dad, obviously your, your siblings. Um, well, and, t- and Tommy and Frankie too. Yeah. I mean, and they're always like, couldn't be a better support right, system for sure. You know, and I think you need to go back to what you said at the beginning. Um, the advice you heard from your, uh, your, uh, sports guys. Nothing oh, yeah. Good. Nothing good ever happens in a bar after yeah. midnight. There you yes. go. Yeah, I Bayless. think if you remember that, for right. sure, I think you'll be pretty good. Now, we have just like, can we do, instead of um, huh. fortune cookies, can yes. I do a quick yes, game with John Paul? Game, Denise. Okay, John Paul, you know I love games and yeah. quizzes and all that. So we're going to play the quick name game. I think Ellen DeGeneres does something similar. <laughs> not to put us in the same box as Ellen, but. Why not? I, <laughs> oh, that's right. We're thinking big. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say the name of. I think they're all musicians, um, okay. pretty much. And you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay, we'll start off with a couple easy ones. Adele. Um, I don't know what the word – soulful. Okay. How about hello? Yeah. <laughs> goodbye. Uh, yeah. How about goodbye? Uh, all right. Sure. Elvis. <laughs> um, <laughs> trendsetter. Oh. All right. How about Lucas Graham? <laughs> My wannabe best friend. (laughs) Did you ever hear from Lucas Graham, by the way? I meant to ask you that. Not him. No, I didn't hear from him personally. But I did did get invited to one of his concerts by uh, um, a concert promoter for one of his shows. Okay. All right. What about Justin Bieber? Um, Actually, respect. I I respect him a lot where he's at now versus where he used to be. I I had a lot of of change of views on who he's become. Okay. How about Stevie Wonder? Idol. <laughs> oh, okay. How about Rocky Valus? <laughs> um, can you carry this up the stairs for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I was wondering how you were going to answer that one. Oh, that's good. Okay, now, not, uh, well, he, this has been a guest on our show, Brian Pastoria. Oh, charismatic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He's yeah, like, he he's the best guy to talk to. Like, you do not, you just do not want to ever end and the conversation. And you're actually going to be working with one of his songs, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on, uh, on singing, singing one of his songs. Cool. John Lennon. Um, oh, that one's, that one's a thinker. I, oh, well. And I would, that's a good word <laughs> yeah, for him, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Uh, um, 
I don't know. She's, I mean, a sensation. Of okay. Course. Yeah. Hey, good mm-hmm. job. Okay, one more. I mean, this is this is not an easy game. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't say it was going to be easy. Yeah. Okay, one more. Okay. John Paul Wallace. Ooh. Ooh, um, that's a good one. <laughs> um, hopefully on the way up. All right. All right. Did you see the post that we did? The little the little uh, Oh poem that Rebecca yeah. our uh, CEO did. Upward spiral. I, I love that. You have phrase. to read the the post that she put up. Our yeah. CEO wrote a just a great little limerick, if you will. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's awesome. About you being on the show. It's just adorable. So Thank you, yeah. Rebecca. Yeah, shout out Thank shout you. out to Rebecca and uh so, wow. Good luck. I mean, not luck. You know what? <laughs> you, I know how hard you work. And just, again, listening to your story about how you got that song to be, you know, to be able to sing that at the commence. Just keep, just keep doing that. Thank you. Don't change. I mean, you know, just keep getting better, and I know you will. And Oh, and just keep in mind, it's always about recovery. For sure. You know, yeah. when, when those tough times come, because you're only 17. So, really... The hardest part is, I think, when you get signed because then the real work starts. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, you know, you're you're working now. Yeah. And you're good at, that's another thing, we talk about this all the time because, you know, we're of that age where we're not so good at it, but you're good with social media. And isn't that a big part of it as well? No, I think especially like, um, you know, I'm part of a younger, younger generation where it's just like. Like Don't everybody. rub it in. <laughs> I mean, not like of you guys, just like in general, the where the music industry, like, you know, like when like someone like Beyonce's, you know, when she started out, it wasn't so important, you know, or but like even just like in the past few years, it's there's a difference, it right. seems like, where everyone's like, everyone's looking at Twitter and Instagram, and if you can get a following on there, it's, I mean... Because that's, that's what you need. Yeah, right? I mean that's how mm-hmm. that's how Sean Mendes like um, where he really came from was off of social media. That's where he got his break first. Well, ten yeah. million views um, on a YouTube video of you singing is not a bad start. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're getting somewhere. Now you need to go to ten point one. Yeah, okay, right. Got to kick go. it up a notch. Yeah, all right. Sure. There you go. Well, thank all you right. so much for being here. Thank and you guys for having me. I'm taking you to lunch, buddy. Yeah, nice. oh, good. but you're paying. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. Keep mowing the grass. Yeah, for sure. And all those things. And we are going to wrap up with another one of your songs. Yes. Right? Yep. Called Hot Mess. Hot yeah. Mess, which you're not a hot mess. <laughs> this um, was a collaboration with you and Frankie. Yeah, right? me the, and Frankie really went back and forth on this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did the music, didn't he? Yeah. He, he, the beat was already done. Um, yeah. I before, love this song. Yeah. I mean, this is like, yeah, I, Frankie, Frankie could take a lot of the credit on this one. I just, yeah. I, there's a couple of lyrical things I helped with, but he, he, this was his. Yeah. yeah. This vocal, this was his. Well, it's a great song. So. <laughs> Happy Hump Day, and before we go... Oh, yeah, we we want you to always remember, sometimes your only available transportation... Is a leap of faith. Yeah, thanks for taking a leap of faith. Hey, wait, we do have a... a Oh, we do have a sip on this. So, you know, he's not... (laughs) Right. No, no, not not that kind of sip on this. His his mother would have killed me if I would have... Well, you wouldn't have drank it because you're not a partier, John Paul. However, I saw this and I was so excited. It's called Rockstar Boom! So that's your sip on this. Awesome. It's an energy Thank drink. You. There you go. You have enough energy, but that's okay. All so, right, it's hot mess. You are a rock jam, Paul. Okay. Happy hump day, everyone. Yeah. Great Thanks, to see guys. you, Jackie. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Jessica. You, Thank you, Lee. You did your prayer for the summer With those blue-colored highlights in your hair And the sun likes its look on your skin It hits you everywhere, everywhere Everywhere, everywhere 
Listening to a previously recorded episode of The Nooner Show with Jackie and Denise.